1-800-BETS-OFF. We begin with baseball. New Cubs shortstop Dansby Swanson says he joined the Cubs because they were his late grandfather's favorite team. Swanson says he's excited to be on a team that's hoping to make a change in the right direction, back to being a contender after missing the playoffs. The NFL and Google announced an agreement to distribute NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube TV and YouTube Primetime channels starting next season after being on Direct TV since 1994. I'm Joel Stern. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Four. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hour number two, Miller and Condon continues, 106.3 KXNO. Drake kind of flying solo here the rest of the show. Ken taking advantage of the weather and just staying home in Ankeny. He's hanging out by the fireplace, got his feet up, getting ready for, I don't know, is there racing going on this afternoon? Yeah, he's got something up his sleeve, but at minimum, understand. Weather, it's not pretty out there. Now, I love coming in today on 235. I mean, just absolutely nobody on the road. It was plowed. Good work out of the DOT workers getting that all cleaned up and, you know, Get over to West Des Moines and, and get me hooked up and make sure my streets plow by the time I get home. But hey, we're not here to talk about the weather. We are here to talk sports and including sports gambling with our man, Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus. He joins us usually on a Friday. Today on a Thursdays, we'll be off tomorrow. Mike, as always, appreciate the time. And we had a blizzard. And, uh, well, you remember those days very well from your time here in Iowa. Yeah, but unfortunately, school's out, so no snow day for the kids. Is the entire city of Ankeny isolated now? I mean, four <laughs> people can't get out. Kenny's trapped there? He, not exactly trapped. In fact, uh, he did join me for the first segment today. And oh. with his HOA, he's got somebody that even comes and plows his driveway for him. I mean, he's he's got it absolutely made. But, you know, as you're getting closer to retirement, I get it. He even said yesterday... Because uh, our program director said, hey, if you guys want, a lot of people are taking the day off. If you want to just throw it to national program. I said, no, no, no. Uh, be honest, Mike. I-, I need an excuse to get out of the house as everybody's home for Christmas break. So I was happy to come out, even battling the cold. But I- I'm happy to do it. And I-, I love an opportunity to talk with you. Ankeny, yeah, they got plows up there, too. Ken just decided to take an extra day to the weekend. Yeah, this is built for him. I mean, he's a Canadian. He should be used to this. He doesn't like it. He he doesn't leak. That, that Canadian blood is very, very thin anymore. There's not a whole lot left in there, and I think he's getting ready for his final chapter in life and wherever he's going to end up. No, a lot, of ch- a lot of talk about heading out towards your area and maybe heading out to the West Coast and wrapping things up out there. And that's still working, but doing it with a little nicer weather. And I'll tell you, on a day like this, I was out there shoveling, Mike, uh, the windshield's ni- minus 34 right now. It was chilly. It got to my lungs a little bit. And mm-hmm. when you're battling a cold, probably not the best thing to be doing. Yeah, but I remember. I mean, it was, it, with the plow, it's a lot better. But yeah. uh, I remember many of those days digging the cars out. Oof, like not fun. Well, it is fun in Vegas and certainly at Circa. Something we've been talking about going back to the spring and summer is Circa Survivor. So 
We have dwindled this down. This is another one of the big weeks along with Thanksgiving we talked about where it's basically two separate weeks here. So fill us in a little bit of the details, what we're down to in the Circus Survivor Contest that Ken was knocked out early. I was knocked out pretty early too. I made it to week five before my run came to an end. Where are we playing for that six-plus million-dollar prize? It's really interesting. Uh, It's all about availability now. Sixteen folks had the Washington Commanders on Sunday night. And got knocked out with their loss mm. to the Giants. So we're down to 14 as we enter this gauntlet of two days. But, um, you know, if you want to use the game tonight, which I don't think anybody will, you got to get your pick in before kickoff. But for the Saturday games, which is the majority of the slate, 10 a.m., uh, 10 p.m. Pacific midnight, Friday night, and the Saturday morning central the deadline for Survivor. And then 9 a.m. on Sunday for those three games and the Monday game, which is a separate week. So, just going through, I mean, this is incredible here because Chiefs are the biggest favorite this week. No one has them available. Bills minus nine, no one has them available. 49ers are a touchdown favorite. No one has them available. Ravens are an eight-point favorite. No one has them available. Oh. Cowboys, one and a half to five and a half, down to four, four and a half, obviously, with the Jalen Hurts news. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the Cowboys Jeez. available. So 13 of the 14 has the Titans, but oh my, oh my. How many are going to take Malik Willis if that's the case that he's starting? We saw that line go from five and a half down to three on the Tannehill injury news. Two people have the Vikings left that they could use against the Giants. That's a three-point home favorite. Two people have the Bengals minus three and a half on the road in New England. Now, those two people have saved the Bengals um, and saved the Rams, so of course you can't use, for the million-dollar bonus. Do they have to use them here instead of the Titans? Six people have that Browns in that 31-point over-under game against the Saints. Uh, Fourteen still have the Steelers available against the Raiders on Christmas Eve night. And fourteen have the Lions uh, available as a three-point favorite at the Panthers. So it's going to be amazing. I would have said, I put the over-under yesterday when I was on with Mitch and Paul at nine-and-a-half Titans entries. Mm -hmm. I think that goes to like six-and-a-half, maybe five-and-a-half, the over-under with the Tannehill news. Can you imagine? I mean, it being to this point down to, what'd you say, 14 people, 16 people left? 14. 14. And you're putting your confidence on Malik Willis? Whew. It's just, that's what makes this contest so good, though, and just so intriguing and so interesting on top of it. One other thing. If we ever get to the point where, you know, so one of our listeners here or Ken and I make a big run, the hedging opportunities that are out there. Again, we're talking about a $6.1 million prize, but it's winner take all. Unless you get together with some of the other people involved and split the pot, it's winner take all. So because of that, getting to the end, getting through certainly a week like this where it's basically two weeks on top of it, what would you do as it pertains to hedging opportunity? Wait, what makes the most mathematical sense? And well, that's why you can help us out because you take math to another level. Well, I mean, it, it depends on how you want to play this. Um, there's a theory, uh, you know, to take um, the Steelers and lay the three because it's the isolated late game for the week. You will know the results of the other 13 contestants or or however many less take the Steelers with you at the time you kick off. So you'll know the inherent value of your ticket. Right now, the inherent value of these 14 tickets is Mm $428,000 into the 6.1 million. And then you have the opportunity to hedge and either take the Raiders on the money line or take the Raiders plus three. 
I like, let's say that your opponents are spread out between, let's just say it's, it's a narrow down, it's, it, you know, five Titans, two Vikings, three Browns, three Lions, whatever. Make a money line parlay of those other four teams your opponents chose. Because if it hits and everybody uh-huh. stays in, you hit the parlay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If one of those teams loses, you lose the parlay, but your value went up. I said last week huh. there were five people, four Vikings in that miracle comeback and one Brown that got through on third on Saturday. Those five people should have all, and they would have lost, they should have all bet, let's just say, 40000 on the commander's on the money line on Sunday night, you could pick up 20000 and cover all of your expenses for the event and have some money to work with for hedging. But if you lose the forty, the value of your ticket went from 204 to 428 So I think that's an interesting way to hedge as well. I like that. that. That's really, really good stuff. Well, hopefully some year you'll be able to help me out and I'll be talking about this in December and you can help me out a little bit. Hey, another thing for... A normal Joe off the street. You know, I talked to a group of guys not too long ago that were out in Vegas and they entered the contest after hearing us talk about it. And one thing they said when we've talked about these hedging opportunities, you're a normal, everyday, nine to five ham and egger, right? You don't got $40,000 just hanging out in your bank account to fly out to Vegas and make a bet like that. What do you do? What, What do you do to try to, I mean, what have you seen people do in the past, say, is it calling the rich uncle and saying, hey, this is what it's going to happen and this is going to be your payout? Uh, how do people make this work out and the people that don't have that just hanging out in their savings account being able to make these kind of bets? Well, you know, we, we let you bet with credit here, you know, you but you have to qualify. So just mm-hmm. like if you wanted to get a 50K line to play blackjack, oh, okay. but you have to qualify. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you, I don't know if you follow the story of the kid that had the $27 parlay with all the, the championships that yes. he did France to win five sets. He was here at Circa the whole week. Oh, really? And and he, he sweated France through the semifinal, and then he was here, and, you know, he, he asked about, could he get a line of credit for 100 to bet on Argentina as a hedge, you know, and I said, but you have to qualify for it. We're just not going to give you the 100, even though we know you're going to win one or the other bet. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking the cash-out option, driving to the Arizona border and taking the 277, which is probably the better play anyhow. And if I had that opportunity, I would have done that as well. I mean, it almost cut it right in half. He got like 45% of what the ticket would have paid, and the game was a flat pick. So I thought that was a very reasonable cash-out option. I want to continue on, and I know we don't have that much time, but now if you get through Saturday, mm-hmm. now you've got four games, three on Sunday, one on Monday night. Here's the availability. Dolphins are four and a half at home to the Packers. Five of the 14 have them left. Uh, Broncos are two and a half. On the road at the Rams, six people have them left. The Buccaneers are up to a touchdown in Arizona. I saw even seven and a half. Five people have them left. And then what I think will be the most played game is Monday night, Chargers at Colts. Mm-hmm. Chargers a four-point favorite. Eleven of the 14. Now, we don't know how many of the 14 are going to get through Saturday. But 11 of the 14 still have the Chargers available. When they're uh, putting their picks in this week, do they put both in at the same time? Both? No, 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 no. Okay. So the you you have to put one in. It's not even open, so. Oh, okay. It, it opened up. This, it'll open. I think it opened up this morning. It's it just fifteen minutes ago. Yep. And then you can put your pick in for Thursday night, Saturday, up until ten p.m. Pacific tomorrow night, uh, or midnight your time. Mm-hmm. And then, when the last game is done on Saturday, so whatever you know, nine nine thirty Pacific, mm-hmm. 
Um, they'll open it up. You have till 9 a.m. We're actually, Derek and I are going to be on with Brent Musburger on Christmas morning. And at 9.15, <laughs> we'll reveal what the survivor picks were for Sunday. That's awesome. Boy, it's going to be so intriguing following this. I absolutely love this contest. And, boy, it, it I think it's just going to keep growing and growing. And $6 million, six-plus on the line for the Circus Survivor Contest. Well, we got other news and notes. Mike, we got to talk about that Iowa-Eastern Illinois game. I know 30 years of data, there's never been a 30-point college favorite lose a game outright here. The way the game played out was absolutely incredible. But you guys at Circa didn't even put a money line up there because I'm sure for games like this, it just doesn't make sense. And to not even do it, to not even have to worry about handicapping it. You know, in the course of a week, how many games are like that where, yeah, you have a point spread attached to it. This one was 31 and a half. But you don't even put a money line with it in college hoops. Generally, when it gets over 18, we don't. Depends. Okay. If it's a marquee game, we will. Mm-hmm. But this is obviously not a national TV game. I, You know, I didn't even know they lost. I saw they were up eight at half. Mm-hmm. And my friend texted me and said, Iowa lost. I said, they lost. And then I, I, you know, I couldn't believe it. I read a story about what the fan came down, yes. down and started yelling at them about their defense. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's. It's mind scratching, and then our boy Chris Williams is whining because it hurts Iowa State's men. Ah, yeah, of course, <laughs> that's always Williams. He, he just likes to put a little salt in there because it's going to hurt their matches. Well, I would drop from twenty-seven yesterday in the net rankings, which are you know what RPI used to be, to sixty today. I, I've been trying to say it's not devastating. You can still pull yourself out of it, but this is going to be an anchor on their resume that is going to linger all season long. And unless Iowa gets to 11 and 9, 12 and 8 in the Big Ten, it's going to be difficult for them to get in that large bid. I, I, I think you're right. I, I think 11 and 9 will still be okay, but this kills them if they're 10 and 10 and they don't get to a, a semifinal yep. in the Big Ten tournament. It really does because all of this stuff and the quads and this and that all come into play when you're looking at those last, you know, <clears throat> 10 teams for four spots. UConn's really good. Purdue is playing really well. You got Kansas and Houston and Arizona and Virginia, Texas, but it feels like there's a lot of depth too in college basketball. I know we talked about this a little bit. Are there any teams though that you guys are, you know, a little upside down on? I saw, well, both, uh, what was it? Both Benson and Metcalf, they were trying to make some college wagers and were shut down at a couple of properties out there, but it's not the case for you guys at Circa. You guys are still taking bets. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is kind of ridiculous. It's oh. like when I, you know, I went to bed 400 on Hater, and, you know, you, they will only give you 100. Really? But whatever. But what, yeah, I mean, I'm going to lock up my money for five months, yeah. 70 to 1, and they won't take the bet. Anyhow, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I feel, you know, I haven't followed college basketball very closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad because before Thanksgiving, Amal Shaw told me UConn is the best team in the country. And this yeah. is when they were still like ranked 18th or whatever, mm-hmm. just cracked it. And he's like, they're a final four team. And I mean, the odds were out there. I think they were still over 30 to one. Mm-hmm. Of course, now they're less than 10 to one uh, in that range. And, uh, but they, they look the best of all. And you always have to think Purdue's number one, but what did they have? They've been number one the last three years and they just don't do anything in the tournament. So. Right. Uh, what's the last time they made the Final Four? Was in 1980? It was 1980. Joe Barry Carroll. Joe Barry Carroll. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the last time. Oh, Mike, uh, when we were when I was there hanging out with you in March, how long did we just sit in that booth and just throw out old names? We we need to do that again sometime. Yeah. I, I love our old school college basketball conversations. Well, speaking of college sports, all right, the bowl games are here. What are you guys seeing? We know that Ken and I have talked about this a lot. I know you guys on the hook have talked about it as well with Iowa everywhere. 
it just it's so difficult to handicap these things for you guys to put out numbers. But as it pertains to handle, TV numbers have still been good. I saw that. Are people still betting these stupid things? Wait up. Way down. Way down. And I was talking with, with wow. uh, um, uh, Thomas Gable, who's the director at the Borgata, uh, and who I've become friends with over the years through the Lombardi line. And mm-hmm. he's the same thing. I mean, there's very little betting on these games. Really? Um, the schedule's kind of not compelling. And then you get this Christmas break. Maybe it'll pick up after Christmas. And, and it hasn't been very good because they're sort of according to Hoyle, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's not been too much. But just who's playing? I mean, this Las Vegas Bowl was awful. Right. Like there were, I didn't see any orange. I didn't see hardly anyone from Florida. There were a few Oregon State that played the game at eleven. It's just been really a non-story. Maybe the World Cup wrapping up against the opening of it has something to do with it. But it's just there's been so little interest. Like even these standalone games, like more people were interested in NBA and NHL by far last night than that football game. That's. That's where we are, and well, yeah. they'll still put them out there because they still get TV numbers, and that's ultimately what it is—a TV show to get people flipping on those televisions. Mike, as always, enjoy the conversation. Hey, have a great Christmas, and uh, enjoy those little ones. It's going to be a fun one. Everybody tells us it goes so fast, and, and you're seeing it. I'm seeing it. Excited for Christmas, and I hope you have a merry one. Yeah, Christmas is for the kids. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Talk to you uh, next week, Trent. Sounds great. That's Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. He usually joins us on Fridays here on a Thursday as we are off tomorrow. And we will be back with you then next Tuesday, in fact. We get a couple of days off here. We'll be off Friday and off on Monday for the Christmas holiday. and be back on Tuesday next week. Quick time out here, coming back on the other side. Been plenty of Hawkeye talk today. Let's get into the Cyclones. Nick Oson has got some news for us, a new basketball commitment for T.J. Otzelberger's program. We'll get into that. Of course, the cancellation of their game against Omaha this week means their next matchup, it's a big one. It's Baylor. Big 12 play begins in the Big 12 once again this season, and it's not even close. The best conference in college basketball. We'll talk about that more. Coming up with Nick Oson as we take you up until 1 o'clock, plus our football Thursday picks here this week presented by Circus Sports as my voice continues to crack. I mean, I already got enough voice issues and we're battling this. We're feeling good, though. We're having fun. We're talking to you with some Cyclone Talk next. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call Dental.net. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is a longtime favorite for great food and drink with three metro locations. And now they can help you out with your Christmas shopping. Buy $100 in gift cards. Get a lunch or dinner up to a $20 value for free. That's right. Stop to the Grumpy Goat on Mills Civic Parkway, 50th Street in West Des Moines, or in Ankeny along with Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. Buy $100 in gift cards. Your lunch or dinner is free. That's Christmas shopping done right. Love this holiday season. With year-end approaching, you have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net. 
net or call 515-266-3437, 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Family Dental. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines and a new location in Altoona, online Fuller 210 4th Street. Welcome back. It's Millery Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, voice cracking. It's usually the case. A little bit worse here. We're battling through, though. Got some lemon drops. Yeah, that's an old adage in the radio world. Lemon drops are going to help your throat in. Hasn't exactly been the case. Good news for me. I got good dudes joining me today, including our next one, Nick Oson. 24-7 Sports Alert.com as he joins us here today. Nick, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on in a busy time. We got the transfer portal. We had signing day yesterday. And oh, on top of it, T.J. Otzelberger, he's just adding to the future of Iowa State basketball with a new commitment. How are you doing today? It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, this week has been incredibly busy, but a lot of news, a lot of positive news for Iowa State really in the main sports, you know, football and basketball that I happen to cover. And it's some nice momentum headed into the holiday weekend, honestly. Certainly is. So let's uh, kick it off with the news that broke this morning. Uh, Four-star guard, Nijus Indrositis. Probably way off here. Help me out on that, but most importantly, help me out on what kind of player they're getting, another top 100 guard, adding TJ Otzenberger's squad. Yeah, I think that's pretty close it's- I think it's definitely Nojis. Nojis. I've said okay. it is Indrusitis. Oh, uh, I, you, you had a little, yeah. uh, there was a little rolling of the tongue there, Nick. I, I've tried to be very, <laughs> you know, accurate with this, with uh, definitely with respect to, to Nojis and, you know, obviously his name there. But in terms of basketball, Trent, this is a fantastic start to the class of 2024. Obviously, mm-hmm. Coach Otzelberger, J.R. Blount, Kyle Green, that whole staff, Nate Schmidt, they did a great job in 2023, really. And now as we head into 2024, Indrositis is the first commit. And so he's got good size. He's about 6'5", 185. He's got the frame to be able to put on some more weight and muscle there. Speaking with him a lot recently, that is something that he kind of wants to you know, work on and, and build upon for the next level. And in terms of skills, he's a shooter. He's a scorer. And, you know, I was blessed to be able to speak with his head coach uh, earlier this week kind of about the commitment and, his skill level, and he tells me that he's a really good playmaker, too, can fit in with just about anybody. And again, I'm very high on his game right now, but I think what really gets me and kind of a lot of these Cyclones fans excited in terms of on the floor is his ceiling is high, Trent. There's a lot of room to to grow, Mm -hmm. to build on, and he had offers from a lot of, you know, really good programs. Illinois, Iowa, Ole Miss, Xavier, he was not you know, a guy with not a lot of offers or interest. So this is a really strong start, and one I know that Iowa State is very excited about. So coming in, obviously, next year, Omaha Blue, top 15 player in the country, along with Maman Silik, who is a top 40 player on the national scale. Now you're already looking forward to 2024. And they're also signing. I saw Jelani Hamilton. He's playing in some event here this morning, and he was playing really well. Saw a monster dunk that he had, part of that 2023 class. It, it just keeps going and going. Is this... The philosophy of Iowa State continuing to evolve from Fred Hoiberg being there, obviously hitting the transfers incredibly hard, being really the first major program that did it at the level that they did, and understanding, look, everybody's looking for transfers now. We're not going to get our pick of the litter. 
we have to maybe attack this kind of in a different way and going back to more of the traditional high school route. Yeah, I really like that, you know, kind of way of putting things, Trent. And I think it, it is a real positive for the future of Iowa State basketball, really Otzelberger and the entire staff. I think that the transfer portal has been and still can be effective. But if you really want to be able to build and kind of flourish in a consistent system and program, I, I am a big fan of kind of going back to the high school route. And when you're able to, what stands out to me so much about how they operate, and it's similar to football as well, is the scouting and recruiting departments at Iowa State, finding this talent and kind of getting on it so early is Honestly, Trent, among the best I've really seen. Obviously, a, a lot of what I do is recruiting. And the amount of times you'll see Iowa State basketball get a guy that they've been on since basically the whole time, like Momchilovich, or football being the first offer for these four or five stars, it speaks a lot to the time and kind of attention that they put into the recruiting and, and kind of scouting aspects. And I think for basketball, it is kind of going that way, and I think it will lead to – Kind of longer, more sustained success for the men's teams. Let's get into football. Yesterday, signing day, we've talked a lot about, obviously, the local kids here. J.J. Cole, the quarterback from Ankeny. Jamison Patton from Roosevelt on his way to Ankeny for his final year. Kai Black, we've talked about that. How about some other guys that you like in this class from outside of the area? The guys that aren't from Central Iowa, or not even from the state of Iowa, that you really like that probably just don't get as much pub around here. Yeah, so one that I've been high on, and after speaking with Matt Campbell yesterday, it sounds like he feels very strongly about him as well, is Ben Bramer, the tight end that flipped from Nebraska a couple weeks ago. I know that we kind of discussed that, and I'm telling you, if everything goes you know, kind of according to plan and he gets to be close with the staff and puts in the work, which I know he's very much capable of and used to doing, he will be playing on Sundays, and he is a guy that I do expect to play often, very often in terms of his Iowa State career. He'll eventually start and be kind of a big-time guy there. I'm also, you know, a pretty big fan of really Jack Sadowski. I've mentioned him kind of throughout this week. One of the first commits of the class, a linebacker from Illinois, and, you know, we gave him a nice ratings bump recently. Someone that flew under the radar a little bit, got offers from places like Kansas State, I believe Louisville throughout, just a guy that basically comes in ready to work as I was kind of getting content ready for this. You know, he's someone that really kind of embraces that aspect of nothing being handed to him early on, you know, getting ready to do that type of work and, you know, priding himself on it. And then a late addition, Joseph Jean-Louis, a linebacker, a flip from Western Michigan. He's a guy that there's a lot of excitement about. His senior film was pretty impressive, Trent, really kind of, moves across the field well, can get a lot of tackles, and is a bit of a playmaker at the linebacker position. So I'd say those three, you know, outside of the Iowa guys, of course, are really kind of big standouts to me. And I think that this 2023 class is going to be really solid for the Cyclones. Yeah, good building block there and uh, ranked, what, 45th in the country, I believe, at 24-7. Rivals had them at number uh, 38. So good news, a good group coming in, and, and they're not done. You know, that's, that's the other component of this. With the transfer portal still out there, I got to assume that Iowa State's still looking and seeing what else they can unearth for next year's squad. Looking not for the developmental part, but for the plug-and-play guys for next season. Yeah, that's really spot on. You know, in terms of ratings, they're they're not quite done because a couple guys on our site still need to get theirs. And in terms mm-hmm. of adding to the class, 
via the portal? Absolutely. There's someone that, you know, I kind of reported on recently, an, an edge prospect, I believe from the JUCO ranks in, in Michigan, Jefferson Adam. He's going to be taking an official visit to Iowa State in January. Really impressed by that player. He's someone that, you know, I'm paying attention to down the line. And there are a couple wideouts that I know we've touched on a little bit. Uh, you, myself, and Ken on this show that Iowa State is kind of, you know, certainly still in the mix for and potentially awaiting some decisions there. Jaden Higgins and Isaac Tesla. So they're definitely involved in the portal. But again, I'll continue to say that so much talent is coming back. I think there's some excitement around the, the new or retooled staffing, as well as, you know, basically the fact that there's just a lot of confidence in terms of where things are going. And I think that in terms of those moves, it's going to be really positive for next year in 2023 and beyond. One uh, other football news and note, uh, a surprise to absolutely nobody. Yesterday it was announced that Reed Keggy will become the director of football strength and conditioning, strength and conditioning coach. He was at Boise the last couple of years. This has been rumored for a while here, and and no surprise, some connections obviously to Ohio and to Iowa State and the Campbell staff here. Not a real big surprise of Matt Campbell going a different direction with strength and conditioning. Yeah, you're right. The kind of a a big rumor that everybody seemed to kind of see on, on Twitter and such recently. I think that he's going to be a really good addition. I think he'll just be able to obviously have the familiarity with Iowa State and some members of the staff, as well as, you know, seemingly potentially being able to connect with a lot of the guys and really kind of get them to buy in early and often. And obviously, you know, physicality, being able to take care of yourself and things of that nature are really of the utmost importance for Iowa State football, certainly. Nick Gosen joining us as we take a look around Iowa State basketball and football. Last thing for you on the basketball front as we come full circle. The game gets Omaha canceled, obviously, with the weather that we're dealing with. No surprise that they go that route. But now without a, another opportunity to try to work Trey King into the lineup, figuring out kind of where he fits, and, and a long break before they get back on there in real game action to take on Baylor. What do you think the game plan here is going to be for Otzelberger of, of keeping this team focused, keeping them fresh, and getting them ready to go because the Big 12, it is going to be a grind again this year? Yeah, the Big 12 is really strong yet again. I don't think there's really going to be any issue in terms of you know getting the guys ready. I feel like that's something other than potentially an outlier, you know, game, maybe maybe the Iowa performance, as they kind of talked about after the game, Otzelberger himself really with physicality and things like that. I don't think that will really be an issue. I think, you know, people are going to be able to see their families and enjoy the holidays a little bit and then get back pretty quickly to prepare. And, and what I feel is, honestly, it's a winnable game for the Cyclones, but it's certainly not going to be easy. Baylor's really good, talented, deep, and yeah, you know, unfortunately it takes kind of the opportunity away to get another non-conference victory because Iowa State's going to have to probably do at least as well, if not a little better, in the Big 12 than last year to be able to make the big dance yet again. Going to be tough. A great conference once again. The best in college basketball, no doubt about it, in the Big 12. Nick Gosen, 24-7 Sports. Coming up towards the end of the year, Nick, people want to get involved, start the new year with great recruiting and a whole lot more at Cyclone Alert. What's uh, going on as we get ready for the end of the season? What do you have up? Yeah, we had a couple major breakdowns, actually three on the most recent uh, commitment for Iowa State basketball. I will have further breakdowns on the class of 2023 for football and 
really a lot of interviews coming as well. I think it's a really good time. We've still got a special going, and the content will not slow down. We're at about just under 20 stories since yesterday, Trent. Wow. Staying busy over there. Appreciate your time and uh, covering out a little bit for us here with our radio audience. Thanks as always, Nick. Always, my friend. Happy holidays. Same to you. Merry Christmas. Nick Osen joining us. CycloneAlert.com. Final time out, and then it's time for picks. Now, yes, I've been red hot. We've talked about this on the show. I, I have been handing out winners. Yesterday came to an end. Two and four, the six picks I gave out, but... Over the last two football Fridays, four and one, and another four and one, we try to stay hot as we battle our way back to Mount 500. Now, Ken, he has sent in his picks. They have not been very good this year. 30, 49, and one against the number. I'm 39 and 41. We try to do it when we come back. Two college, two pro, our best bets of the week. That's next. It's presented by Circus Sports, a football Thursday edition of our picks next year. It's Miller and Condens. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. All right, back with you one final time. It is time once again for our world famous, not very good this year, Football Friday picks. It is a Thursday. We're off tomorrow. We're off on Monday. We'll be back with you Tuesday to recap also Mr. Monday Night. Keep an eye out on Twitter. Mr. Monday Night might make an appearance over there at Trent Condon as where you can find it. All right. So, Ken is hanging out in Ankeny. He's got it set. He's all good. He's all happy. But he did send in his picks. Went two and three last week, which is good for Ken. In fact, I believe he's only had one winning week all year long. Now, again, I haven't been great. I get it. But nothing like this. Ken is 30, 49 and one against the number. He doesn't like betting. On games, he tells us this all the time, and I think we see the reason. Here we go as we kick things off in the NFL. And start tonight for Ken. He's taking Jacksonville plus the two and a half at the Jets. I was leaning that direction. I don't believe I'll be playing that one tonight. Ken also jumping aboard with Cincinnati. No surprise, he loves the Bengals. They're laying three on the road at New England. How the Patriots bounce back after that performance? Another one. I agree with Ken. I'm getting a little scared. For this weekend. Pick number three. It starts here. This evening, it'll be Air Force against Baylor. He's laying it with the Bears, minus the three with his third pick. Pick number four in the bowl season. He's got Mizzou plus two and a half against Wake Forest. We're definitely on opposite sides of that one. And wrapping it up, he's taking the Eagles and the points. Philadelphia, currently a six-point dog, minus Jalen Hurts. Ken apparently not. Garner Minshew fan. So his best bet's the Eagles. He's got Baylor, Missouri, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ken's picks for the week. All right. What you've been waiting for? My picks, right? That's what you've been here. We're hot. We're eating two over the last couple of weeks. We're seeing it well. Basketball's gone well. 
Football's going well. NFL's been strong all season long. Now it's time to attack. Let's attack here with the opposite side of Ken in the Armed Forces Bowl. Give me Air Force plus the points. Historically, service academy teams against the number in bowl games is nearly 70%. That's over two decades now. It can be difficult to prepare for. You got extra time, but Baylor, they've had a lot happening. Coaching changes in that system. I don't think they're ready to go. Give me Air Force. I'll grab the three and a half. Pick number two. We go to tomorrow. Afternoon slate. Houston is terrible in bowl games. Holgo, not good in this spot. And I get the Raging Cajuns plus a seven. Oh, yes. Give that to me all day long. Pick number two, Louisiana Lafayette plus a touchdown. Pick number three, let's go to the NFL. Saturday slate. Team has been good to me all year long. Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be back for the Ravens. I have a lot invested on that Baltimore squad, but give me Atlanta again. Desmond Ritter really shaky in the first half. Played better in the second half. Came back, got the cover. I like the six and a half here. Atlanta with pick number three. Tampa Bay has been the worst team against the number this season in the NFL. And now I'm getting north of a touchdown. I know Arizona's going with Trace McSorley. He's got his own set of issues, but still, north of a touchdown. This is an automatic play. Give me Arizona plus the seven and a half. My best bet of the week. It is only favorite that I have this week. And it's a public side, which I don't like. Cleveland looked good last week. Starting to figure it out maybe just a little bit. My best bet, it's those brownies minus the two and a half. Cleveland minus two and a half. Arizona plus seven and a half. Falcons plus six and a half. Air Force, Louisiana, our picks. We're going to do it. Back over 500. Murphy and Andy coming your way. It's their Christmas spectacular at one. Then the drive with Heather and Sean. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you again Tuesday. Hopefully my voice is better. Miller and Condon on KXNO.